Mr. Bill. How high are we getting at? That problem is at present occupying our attention, Fred. It would appear that we are marooned. <laughs> he's such a little captain jump right the sailor the sailor jumps out of the thing he doesn't understand why there's not water around him all right now here she is she sees her husband is that her no that's her friend Vita's kind of has more of a figure to her uh-huh all right they did it they're done Oh look, Burns didn't realize he's on stage. Right. He uh he has some drinking stories in this documentary. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, so he was drinking with his father, his real father, and they had boiler makers, which is an American drink, which is a shot followed by a pint of beer. And uh I said, Dad, would you like a boiler maker? It's uh, usually uh vodka or whiskey and he said how about a shot of rum so my father and i have some rum and uh, followed by a pint of beer and at the end he said oh those americans what a clever race <laughs> like the french are a peculiar that's race what he said because movie. his father woke up and all his ailments disappeared his lifelong ailments were gone after that night of drinking with his son From boiler makers and he said americans what a clever race we're creating the boiler maker. All right, so yeah, we're getting into the whole like bureaucrats that come a piling on. Now, right? the because first was a cop, like a local cop. Yeah, right? local cop. But what they're going to say is that because the boat is from their area, which is covered by the Liberty, right? The they can get a slipway built and get the boat back in and have the farmer pay for it by having the boat being declared owned by back to the Liberty. Right. So this goofy ass guy who's going to bring his, who's going to leave to get a sandwich and a, and a stool. Yeah. The guy with the hat, the guy with the hat. Okay. So here's the first guy. Now I like this fucking cop a lot. The farmer saying, I have these trespassers and the captain knows exactly what's happening. He says, you have trespassers. Well, we should, maybe you should talk to me about it. And what he does is that he's the, this cop squares away all the, the farmer's problems, right? Like he has a bigger scheme that the farmer doesn't realize. And it'll come up in a second, but this is the first time we meet him. And here's Polly. Here's look. Vita Hope. Right, well, her reaction is priceless. Yeah, it's so good. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> what an actor. <laughs> Look at his face. Look at our face. We are the object of considerable amusement. Who is it? A lily white by the name of Polly. She seems to know seems you. seems to know you. She should. She is our wife. <laughs> How can you hate a guy like that? She said, she is our wife. I say that. Okay, here's Colonel Gill. Board. Oh, he goes, ahoy. That's another thing that made me laugh yeah, at this movie. Yeah, they're on land and he's going, ahoy. <laughs> All right, so they're divvying things up. They realize that the only way they can make this happen is that they're not going to pay for it. 
they're going to make the farmer pay for it by declaring the ship owned by the Liberty by oh, the wait, area. Wait, but wait, wait, you're forgetting yeah. the blackmail part. Who's blackmailing whom? Okay, Polly ran away from our hero here. Yeah, they were married. They were married, and she went off with uh, the military guy, the farmer, the pitchfork guy. Yeah, but that's you see, they were married, so they never got divorced. So he can't legally be married to her. So that is the blackmail. He goes in there. He plays the organ. He plays right. the piano. Gotcha. <laughs> We had a wife by the name of Polly. She left us for a certain quartermaster sergeant. Quartermaster sergeant, that's it. You don't mean that Polly we do. We do. These things are in the stars. Here you go, he's playing the fucking Frank Piano. I love it. Always the same song. As he will, which I doubt. It's so great. For a matter of funds, we propose to every course to... Yeah, same song. Okay, so they're getting to the nitty-gritty of it. Right. In yeah. addition, they're going to get it financed through some maritime law. Okay, but to do that, they need to have the their neighborhood, the, the Liberty, declare it. Right. And meanwhile, there's going to be... But aren't they still in the Liberty Charter? Aren't they still... They That's, are. You know, it took me a second to figure that out. I think because they're going to have Charter Day nearby. And all the townspeople are hip to the smuggling. I think it is. I think, but I think, think like... The master pitchfork guy lives in the marsh. And the water was so high, they went over the wall. Yeah. And then when the water receded, they were landlocked. They were stuck. Yeah. Marooned. Oh, I think they marooned. They were considerable. <laughs> Look, there's a chess game on a boat. Do you think that would... Wouldn't that slide all around? Well, we saw a boat movie that took place in Sausalito. Do you remember that hippie movie? You're my mom. And she said, meep, meep. And she ran off. Do oh, you remember that? that sunflower? They did live on a boat. That was they lived with on Hannah. Flowers? No. Flower, sunflowers? Something like that. Wildflowers? Yeah. What was Wildflower. it? I liked the movie, you know, but it was also them. But this is this is like an active boat, right? Like this has like, he's on, the, he's every day smuggling. Every day I'm smuggling. Every day I'm smuggling. <laughs> ah, here comes the blackmail. Fucking. For all his bluster. Paula. Which is the father. <laughs> mm hmm. Sit down. About the removal of our ship, we would like to get it refloated without delay. You'd better. <laughs> <laughs> Can we see it? It's a matter of constructing a There he is as the quartermaster. I love these details. Like, everybody is fully formed in this movie. Everyone has a personality that you could pull out of. Oh. To shift the boat. We understand one another very well. We. Here he is. Oh, a piano. Well, it's an organ, you see. That's the difference. And there's no mirror where you can look at yourself. We do a fellow like you. Once we do a fellow like, like you, you, look like you, talk like you. Acted pretty much the same. He was a soldier of sorts. 
a kind of quartermaster sergeant. Kind of? He took a fancy to a certain lily white known to us. Put a lot of himself to this fellow. Oh, he's getting so black. He right? got what he wanted and the lily white listened. Left a deeply devoted husband. Ah. Uh. Oh, I to tell you the truth, we were not quite so mortified as some folks thought we should ought to have been. Uh, no matter. God damn it. Just him on the piano and this character is just, Oh, it just elevates this movie. It's just everything becomes so much better. So now this guy is committed through blackmail to creating the boat slip uh, to get them back into the water. Right. Which, you know, honestly, it seems like such a ridiculous claim. And now he's going to get breakfast. Well, his wife is going to gleefully, happily serve him breakfast. Like, she is very happy to see him. Yeah. Right? Well, she does have that really good heart-to-heart where she's like, you're leaving again, aren't you? Although it was her who left. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Look how happy she is to give him. Ah, here we go. Here Fucking, we go. Yeah, here we go. Love Fucking Napoleon. wow. This guy is a, is a, I don't know the sports term, but he's the most valuable player in this movie. Like, he definitely del- comes up and delivers. Ahoy! <laughs> you want something? Oh. It's really funny how the young guy treats him. Let's yeah. listen. I'm the bailiff sergeant. Come again? The bailiff sergeant. I seize vessels on behalf of the council of the corporation. Oh, oh, you do, do you? He's got a Liverpool accent or something, too. Well, you really yeah. want to know, it started with Henry III. Well, look, you go back to Henry and tell him to mind his own business. I know his face. Uh, he, when he's older, he's a famous actor. I know his face. You know, I did not look up anything. He kind of looks like the guy from uh, Hogan's Heroes, uh, Bob Crane. I can see that, but it, but, but. He does have a look. I didn't look, I, you know, I focus on, on, uh, Richard Honor, uh, Richard Burden and, uh, the director and the writer. Burden, you know, like he, he, in this documentary from 65, at one point he moves to Hollywood and he actually, I think he moved to Switzerland, to be honest with you, uh-huh. for tax reasons. He was married to Cyril, I think her name was. And then uh, he met her in his first movie, and of course, things changed. He was supposed to be in Camelot, and the producers of Cleopatra paid out the producers of Camelot to make sure Burton wouldn't do the movie, so he would oh. do this. Yeah. Okay, so he's saying, like, oh, <clears throat> is the thing is, they don't want them to know about the booze. They don't want anyone on this ship. So he says, like, uh, he realized the guy doesn't wants to guard it. He's like, "Well, can I get my sandwich and a, a chair?" He's like, "Yeah, go ahead." <laughs> yeah, he Perfect. says. As a matter of fact, you should do it right now. Do it right now. Okay, now these guys from the car. Here we go. They're about to leave the movie until they see this. Interesting to go aboard. Oh, you can get this. It's a trawler, isn't it? We have the Ministry of Agriculture and Fisheries. Nothing is safe without police protection. Very well. I shall make it my business to see the customs and coast guard. That's a jerk. Here, they're gonna say it right here. We go. You know, Fishwick. I wish I liked Perot better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Fishwick. I wish I liked Perot better. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's a little too cold, but 
Perot, the the aggressive American at, like asshole, he's going to do that shtick to these guys too, and it's going to fail. So they're going to switch the 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 crates into the fish crates, and then move out the booze. Done and done. Done and done, and that's how they get away with it. Okay, so I think I'm wrong. This guy, that guy, I knew his face. His name is Brian Forbes. Yeah, and he was in. Um, the guns of Navarone, um, but he, he's not the guy I was thinking of. I know who it is now, and I just see his face. But never mind; it doesn't. It's not him. So no worries. Okay, so now we're trying to get rid of the booze before right. the bureaucrats come. It seemed to us to be more practicable than. Which is crazy because that bulldog of a of a Ministry of Fishery guy, yeah. he fucking gets on the boat. Like he actually bulldogs his way onto the boat. Yeah. He's like telling Burden to open up the hatch. Yeah. That, yeah. It's hot. 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 What's a hot? Is that a I'm afraid it's a bit stuck. Oh, I must stand up from the hot first. So he's like, You've got to get out of here. There's alcohol here. You get implicated. Yeah. He goes, I'm not leaving. I brought you a tomato sandwich. Which is really nice. And interesting. They talk potatoes and tomatoes. Potato, tomato in this movie. Interesting. Yeah, I did my research. Potato, I say tomato. Oh, you know what, Carl? I was going to single out. There's one scene in this movie, and I think we we missed it already, where they're at the colonel's uh, house, and they're planning out a scheme of what to do. Right. He had the squeakiest fucking shoes. I was going to call myself out and say, play up the, I was going to play the audio on it, but I just missed it. But you could hear him squeaking his shoes around in this movie. <laughs> All right, here comes the next guy. Yeah. Now, where's he from again? Like, he's not the, there's a okay. smart sergeant who, I'm who's going to sure help. I'm not sure because they are hiding from him, but he seems like he's part of the marshes. Oh, no, he's, he's a maritime guy. Oh, oh, he's from he's Salvage. Who always has the cold. Oh, no. Here's the guy with the cold. The cold. I think that guy's from the Salvage. He wants to take the boat. You heard what he said. He's got no teeth. He's the guy who was walking. He was walking. Oh, the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard, yeah. Right. Right. But they, he does a double take. The bureaucrat goes, you mean smuggling? And they cut to him and his teeth falls out. All right. They're almost there. Don't pull my leg. Okay, now this guy shows up with his chair. <laughs> I got here first. I just came back from my stool. <laughs> so it's three separate bureaucratic organizations. Yeah. And they're all sort of fighting for jurisdiction. Yeah. And now the ladder's gone. Oh, man. Oh, this is, all right, this is one of my favorite scenes. He brought food. So this guy brought food and coffee and a chair. And he's sitting in the tent. He's the only one. Well, I think he's going to – I forget the reason. Oh, this guy is snoring so loudly he can't stand it. So he gets up away from the snoring guy. The snoring guy opens his eyes. See, he hates him. That's the salvage guy. That's the Coast Guard guy. The Coast Guard guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, look. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to turn away from this guy. He's like, they're turned away. I could drink the asshole's coffee. They brought enough for one. <laughs> right? Like, this prick brings his own food, and these guys are starving. Thank God he had enough chairs. 
Yeah, how did that happen? How did they get chair? I mean, he only brought one chair. No, he brought he brought a couple multiple chairs. Oh. He's about to drink his car. <clears throat> what happened? Okay, I think the squeaking is the next scene. Here we go. Listen okay. to his squeaking. Right. She got this fucking liquor book cabinet. Somehow we got to find means of removing the lock. Such as wow, nice and hidden. Such a prohibition. Tearing me in the face the whole time. What do you do with the cup? You drink it. Drink it. A whole cargo? Well, that's the run. Yeah, that's the. Well, his shoes were squeaking. So, so they come up. They have to drink all the booze on the. Yeah. Yep. Before the bureaucrats find it. That's the rub. Yeah, we have to get the town people drunk. Look at this tiny little glass. Or a lily yeah. white. Yeah, well, it's brandy. It's like really fancy shit. They just glug it down. <laughs> brandy galore. Oh, brandy galore. Good one. Well, that my colleagues were assaulted by this man, Bainbridge, in the execution of their duties. Do you wish to prefer a charter? Well, no, we should be well within our... Now, isn't that the cop who brings them warrants? Yeah, he he pays a mine here, right? He's still eating his lunch. They leave. He picks up the phone and he calls the colonel. And so the colonel says, he pretends Here's to be on their side. He's just doing his job. And then once they leave, he calls up the colonel and says, what am I going to do? Colonel gives him the order. He follows through. Like, okay. he's, not showing his, he's not showing his hand, but he's definitely, like, here we go. I mean, it sounds like he's going to follow up with these guys. And then he gets a call and he's just like, calls the colonel. The colonel says, fuck with these guys. He's like, all right. Look how old timey it is. Yeah, I know. And they have televisions back then. What the fuck? Yeah, that's weird. Uh, there's the ducks from the uh, title card. There's their little camp. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. And they all hate each other. Like it's just funny the personalities of these characters. Yeah, they don't. They didn't need to do that. <laughs> well, look, they're they're camped out there too. They sleep in their boat all night. Look, there's they're mopping the swapping the deck. Well, they have their duties. It doesn't matter if it's not on water. It does matter. Their their boat. <laughs> breakfast, Cedric. 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 Breakfast. <laughs> Okay, white power. He did the okay sign. That means white power? Yeah. Carl, where have you been? I guess not in the <laughs> movement. All right, now this guy, he's got his orders. He says, oh, Mr. Bridget, we'll have a little chat. Yeah, hey, I figured everything out. Everything is okay. I got it. Because it seems like the, the cop's going to kick the boat out, right? Like the farmer wants the boat out. And... uh he talks to him, he's like, I got everything. Don't you worry. I have it set. Well, he says, like, I have paperwork that'll make these guys trespassers. Come on down and sign the papers. But it sounds can... like the boat people. Like, I, I can make the boat people trespassers. But in fact, he makes all the bureaucrats trespassers on his land. Right. And that kind of screws the quartermaster, I remember now. Yeah. Well, it also, yeah, it screws the quartermaster, but it screws all the bureaucrats. You know, like... <laughs> Certainly. Yeah, look at this town. Great car. Yeah. Hello, lover who I will never be lovers with. Come on, yeah. look at this whole movie is setting them up to be a couple. I was drinking three bottles a day, and 
I, my friends, Richard, that's your third bottle. Maybe you should take a blood test. So, you, I use the name X. It was anonymous. And they said, ooh. Right, he wants to keep it anonymous, so he goes into an interview and blabs about it. The results came back to if this man, this anonymous man, lives like this, he will only live for two more weeks. All right, now here comes the cop. Cop fucking, and he's got a new pitchfork. Here's all our bureaucrats. We have a pitchfork on Farmer. Yeah, get off me land. Well, he wants the, the ship off the duck pond. Oh, right, he's now got his pitchfork. pitchfork. Yeah, but it's got four prongs now instead of two. It is a new pitchfork. Maybe they're disposable. Like once you chase after somebody with it, you got to throw it away. <laughs> they're disposable. Yeah. Let me. Bring me my pitchfork. Here you are, dear. I use that one. Okay, so here's the ducks. They're drunk. Oh, uh, geese might be cooked, or at least our ducks are pickled. Look at the bubbles coming out of them. Like that's I what love- happens when you drink. Don't you think as a British child you'd be laughing in the aisles when you said yes. that? Yes! Oh, they push on his stomach and the bubbles come out. That's hilarious. The cruelty. Look, it's in slow motion, so they look drunk. Yeah. Yeah, we wanted to get some fries and cook but the duck fat. He's dressed. Yeah, right, he's got a suit on. But for what? Well, he is on land. He's not a sailor today with his t-shirt. He's a Here's the here's the alpha male again. Okay, now this is what I thought was the movie fart. Obviously, the boat they're getting yeah. rid of the smuggled goods by pouring it in the water. So he's taking a sample of the water because the ducks are drunk. He's going to bring it to the chemist straight away right. and get it analyzed, and they're going to find alcohol in it. I thought that was the movie fart. Like no, at but the, the end, that's going to. It pays off. I think it pays off. Absolutely. At the end, when they get the results, is the funniest thing I've seen. Now, she's helping. Now, don't help us. funny, but it's not a payoff. You okay, he, oh, let's talk about it. So they're going to be stuck in court. Right? They're going to keep them in court all day while the town people drink the booze. And this is all on purpose. So they're going to talk dithery-do. It's the old Southern judge who blathers on and on while Burt Reynolds drinks all the hooch. Uh, Jerry Reed. But he, uh, they get the results. They get a telegram and they open up the envelope and they pass it. The three bureaucrats look at it and then the audience finally gets to look at it. And it's the result of that water test. Yes. And it says 94% H2O, 1% sodium, 1% dithery do, and the last percent is alcohol. Yeah. Brand. Like it's so obvious that it was 100% alcohol. Okay, but you see, what happens to make a movie good in the end is expectation for the audience. So this movie sets us up. We've got to keep the bureaucrats occupied with the judge while we drink all the pooch, right? And that's exactly what the movie delivers us. That's exactly what happens. But when there's usually a movie fart, like the chemist report, and now he can hold up the chemist to the judge and say, this proves there's alcohol, and that leads to a final battle. They thought they were cool. Yeah, but the joke, the joke is they, they, they undercut it. They, it's corruption to the core, and they can't get away with it. The town is lying, flat out lying to them. They're just gaslighting them, and that's the joke. 
the hatch open he's about to do it and then here comes the cop he's like oh about time we were just about yeah about time indeed i'm about to serve you papers yeah you are trespassing yeah. what but it was really close alpha dog almost got it yep nice scene in which she's like are you really leaving yeah. this movie does not deliver a proper third act well as soon as we have procured a slippery a few stout horses chain tackle 20 fathoms of good rope all of which your mr bainbridge has so obligingly agreed to provide we are off furthermore we shall be forsaking hard liquor until the frolic is afloat again. Edric. Yes, Edric. You're sure you really want to go away? That is our declared intention. Uh, all right, here goes uh, Portnery Green. I think Portnery Green and the Abodale Marsh are just two different areas, and that marsh is covered by the Liberty. I don't know. And I guess King they're all covered by the the charter, and there's their actor playing King Henry. Now, if this was an Adam Sandler movie, King Henry would be played by Rob Schneider. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And Arthur Fonzarelli would have been the captain. Yeah, I would have, and I would have seen it. Well, yeah, so they're celebrating. So King Henry's there. Henry, I mean, Henry the Third. 1200s, I guess. Uh yeah, what well, they said like five hundred years ago or something. What yeah, they said. maybe like five hundred years ago. There's these the judge who we really haven't met yet. Yeah, it's weird how they introduce these characters. We we hear about Mr. Bainbridge, and then suddenly we're involved in Mr. Bainbridge. Here we see the judge here in the parade, and then he's going to be the, the. He's like I like movies that have a third act new character. I know it's not good. I just kind of enjoy not that Hollywood rules, but it's so you know. It, it's it's ballsy. It's always ballsy to introduce a new character at the end of the movie. Yeah. See, the thing is, when you introduce your new characters, it's usually in the second act, and they're all characters to help the hero or be against the hero. When you introduce a character in the third act, the audience feels a little cheated. 
like it was tacked on, you know? That's just a... I always feel like that character needs to be, like, becomes the main character. Like, he, his absence was the point, you know, like, compliments the movie. Like, you know, it's a funny scene to see. They're basically going to just, uh, uh, what's it, filibuster. Yeah, they're going to delay the judges while they drink the booze yeah. and get rid of the evidence. And what's funny about this is that, oh, here, here's the results coming in, I guess. Uh, no, the funny about it, these guys are like. No, not for a while. We won't get the chemist report for a while. The bureaucrats' faces on this, it's like they completely get what's going on. They're bureaucrats. They understand what bureaucratic hell they're stuck in. Yeah. And it's just like this resign, like they just yeah. can't get out of it. You know, they all know it's hooey. These guys, maybe not so much. Yeah. Reading the charges. Yeah, and there's Honor. Was she there as a reporter? Did she report it? Yes, but she's sneaking out now because she's probably going to tell them they're occupied, it's time to drink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she came out and gave the signal. Honor. Yeah, so Richard Burton, like, he was in one of the worst, like... The Golden Turkey Awards uh, yeah. called him the worst actor. <laughs> really? It was like 1980, 1979. They listed uh, Exorcist II, the, the Heretic, as like the second worst movie following Plan 9 from Outer Space. He's in that famously. I went onto Amazon Prime. I typed in Richard Burden, and they have a movie called Obsession, a take on Lolita. It's about a schoolgirl falling in love with a six-year-old man, and it stars Richard Burton. Okay. Wow. From 1980. I was like, uh... Ew. But he's in plenty of bad movies. Oh, they're singing their little song. Yeah, let's hear Hey, you want to get fucked up? Henry III's like, you know I do. You know I do, because I'm not really Henry at all. I'm the Burger King uh, mascot. Yeah, that's right. Well, Richard Burton and like uh, Elizabeth Taylor, them, that documentary had some prime footage from 65, but they were just like a freak show. Remember Boom? We saw Boom. Yeah, right. Really good. But... Who is the director who's like, if he did, if you don't like it, I, I don't even respect you. Who's that guy? He oh. was the director who did uh, the woman who is always in drag. Uh, not, well, John, it's a Water, guy, John but, Waters. Yeah, John Waters. You think of Divine. Polyester. And, yeah. Oh, look, hey, we get odds. Away get odds. There's a maypole. There, Everybody's there in the house. Yeah, uh, you're right. Maypole, maypole. But in the video for, for Safety Dance, they have Maypoles. Yeah. Yeah. We All right. Now we well, got to write the... down for this episode to do the Safety Dance one. Sure. Oh, we song. just heard it. What do you mean you have to do? We just it started in the, the show. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, safety Dance. Like, you can see these bureaucrats are resigned. They know they got fucked over. Yeah, and it's like part of their bread and butter living, so they're they're uh, resigned to it. Yeah. So it's been an hour-long deliberation. Now, the thing is, the judge isn't really in on it. 
He doesn't oh. know he's supposed to be keeping them busy. Oh, I didn't realize that. I think he's... he should know. Yeah, he's... I thought he was intentionally doing it. Right. You just assume it. Yeah. Uh, now the chemist report should come. Ah, chew. Whoa, I'm cured. Yeah, he's just battling on. You know, I guess what's up, uh, Doc? The the Ryan O'Neill uh, Barbara Streisand movie in San Francisco. Yeah. It ends. The third act has a judge, where they, they and he's crazy judge. He's uh, it's kind of a famous scene. Mm-hmm. And then I guess Dan Aykroyd, nothing but trouble. He plays a Southern judge who. Uh, right, he was a grotesque looking. No, Southern now, Jersey. He's drinking the contraband. Now these drugs are fantastic. Look at them; they just can't wait. And then they're 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 all piling up. They won't let this guy on. Yeah. Oh no, that was the captain who pulled them down. But these drugs, they got to get them out of here. You had enough, buddy. I'm yeah. doing it for the liberty. Not for All right. For the liberty. Look at this guy. Who the fuck is this guy? Came out of the Thin Man. Uh, well, they must contend. What's so, what is he eating? Like an Altoid? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that too. It was almost like he had snuff or Maybe tobacco snuff. chew. Here's a chemist uh. report. is great there's something important that comes in he gets it he gives it to this person we wait as the audience for him to open it he's so resigned it's just funny to him right that's the personality quick of this guy they're blathering on it's the second one we want to know what's in this letter it's just, it's just so well done he looked at it here we go look at that one percent alcohol alcohol it's 96 percent water oh w2o now look at the smile give a shout out to henry the third for getting lifted off a boat onto a horse that's a great stunt well i guess you were i don't like about the movie is that they'll now do that to our heroine they already did that gag i know and it doesn't look like she's in she looks like she's in pain when they do it yeah you know yeah i guess i guess you're right actress carl all right so they say it's 90s it's full of alcohol they're like wait we gotta go to the resort and they go and then they have the whole wild goose chase or pickled duck chase with that one bottle left where they throw right. it to everybody and that would be it they still get to it i don't know i think as a farce they have to say this is the way the world works if it's a coincidence it must be a miracle 
and that this is how the things work and, and uh they're resigned to it i don't know yeah all right i i don't know i thought it was clever uh but, but you're right okay god damn it yeah it's clever i i didn't say it wasn't it is now listen at the end they the judge lets him go he says we're reducing the charges to a something obstruction right and they don't have to serve any time they don't have to pay a fine i kind of didn't get that i also why can't she drink i know is why does he not like it because up oh, there she goes all right upskirts guys get your cameras Arrgh. to the top of the sail these guys are chugging away they had an extra bottle they could have just given it the honor drunk <laughs> king they were gone for two hours, three hours, and now it's just total chaos to town. We have won the bottle, and we're missing one person that I kicked off the boat. What are we supposed to do with this bottle? If, if she was there. Oh, this is so cute. See, now Holly they're so like out on a date. Holly is so funny. He shoots a gun, and then he says, yeah, the gun's no good. He goes, yeah, I thought you would say that. Here's a, Take another gun. But she's great with her little uh, vanity mirror. Yes. Yeah. It does look like it hurts her as an actress. Yeah. And it's just a shitty thing for him to do. She was trying to drink the last bottle, basically. He won't let her. And now they're stuck with the one last bottle. Right. Now, this is kind of a movie fart. This is kind of what I was talking about. Yeah. But this is all in one take when they're throwing that bottle around. Look how they're kissing. Did you see them kiss? I, I never saw that before. Does that mean they're a couple? Maybe. I didn't realize they were kissing. Look, she's so great. He ain't one of those scruffy bear, cute. Now it's Polly's turn. So they're chasing the bottle. Right. Which has gone in. Oh, here, the Andrea Amash. That's where they're from. So the boat must have gone next door to Pony Green. Little hams. All right, hamming up for the last bit of the movie. Of the now singers. La, 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 la. Guy. Which one? Oh, there he is. Yeah, there he, he is. At, he was at the fortune teller. <laughs> he uh, now, he doesn't, do, he doesn't realize this, but he saves the day. Now, check out Polly. It's the ass scratcher. She's so great. She scratches her ass, and then when it's her turn to shoot, she shoots it off the vanity mirror. And she shoots the one last bottle. <laughs> oh, thank God. He didn't realize it would happen. Like, the bureaucrats are laughing at this. <laughs> well, they're not. They're defeated. And he's well, like, these people don't deserve to be governed. I know. I love it. The marsh will rise again. Whoa, free Whopper Day. Thank you, King. New chicken fries. Yo, new chicken. Dainty teas. So now they're back to teas. There's the boat. Landlocked. So her hand is around his back. They are now a couple, I guess. And they're holding oh, so court. The boat has become, somehow I missed this. The boat has become the cafe. Right. And the boat's been a lot, a lot larger, too. They have a dance floor. There's, uh, I don't know if he's a famous player, but there's Liberace. No, no, it's not Liberace. It's yeah, the captain. Liberace. It is the captain. 
and no alcohol is served. <laughs> and then the last line says the end. Yay. Oh, what's it kind of? Yeah, the boat looks a lot bigger. So him and Polly, they they stay on land. Her dream comes true. Captain Cyril Biddle. Carl, what do you think of this movie? I enjoyed the movie. I think it could have ended better, as you know. I've right. argued for the we whole. We argued movie. for the whole movie, but but um, it was good. It was good. I think that um, they had a great actor in Richard Burton, and I don't think they knew it at this early time in his career. Um, I think he could have really done something with this film if he had. I mean, he wasn't on the boat. He doesn't have the romance, but um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I really like this movie, I have to say. like, And again, I have to say, I, I don't know. I, th I thought, like, as a farce, it was really good. But it was just kind of fast, and all the characters were funny. Like, they uh, they really put some effort into it. And I never even seen that Richard uh, Livery guy, so kudos. Good job, dude. Well, uh, next week, Carl, we are going to watch uh, The Great Gabbo. I bet you there's no trailer. Let's see, maybe. Uh, this is from 1929, so there probably is no trailer. I'm typing it in with my PlayStation 4. Uh, the Grat Gabo. It's funny. This was a, a Simpsons episode where the Great Gabo shows up and becomes more popular than Crusty the Clown. It is based on this movie, so I've heard about this uh, character from The Simpsons. There isn't a trailer, but they have the Lollipop song. Well, you know, we should close on a different song, Carl. Oh, right. You're going to sing it. We'll skip the trailer this week. Okay, so let me go. So this is like 12 Days of Christmas. But instead of five golden rings, they do uh, three. Three is the number that they do. So let me find it. Pretty sure I wrote it. Are you going to karaoke it? Let me see if I have... Uh... Yeah, I could. It searched for a thousand ships. No, this is uh. All right, I sing you one oh green grow the rushes oh what is your one oh, uh one is one and all alone and ever more shall be so so we keep going and then uh what is two oh so here we go I'm gonna sing the final lyric. I'll sing you twelve, oh, green grow the rushes, oh, what is your twelve, oh, twelve for the twelve apostles, eleven for the eleven who went to heaven, and ten oh. for the ten commandments, nine for the nine bright shiners, eight for the April rainers, seven for the seven stars in the sky, six for the proud walkers, five for the symbols at your door, four for the gospel makers, Three, three, the rivals. What? Two, two, lily white boys, all clothed in green. Oh, one and one and all alone, and evermore shall be so. Merry Christmas, Carl. Merry Christmas. Interesting how they're lily white boys. Ariane's green boy rushes. Yeah, this is the five symbols on your door. Oh, I know this song. It's not the folk song, right? It's different. No, it's not. Oh, they're being postmodern. Damn you, stipend. Rapid eye movement. Stipend. That's so much Michael, money he gets. Michael, 
Yeah, he doesn't get residuals from his songs. He gets a stipend. <laughs> good one. Well, if you enjoyed that good one, hold your breath. In seven days, we will be back uh, in your inbox, in your YouTube notifications, in your podcast queue. And, of course, here on Mutiny Radio, we'll be back streaming first, 2 p.m. on a Sunday. Uh, Carl, people can check out Carl at carlsucks.com. Is carls.sucks work? And you can check me out at Spiegel Mania, I guess, uh, here on the Twitter. Uh, Carl, this was a lot of fun. Thank you yes. so much. I never knew how the sausage was made until the switcheroo. Now I see all the effort you put in and uh, wouldn't wish that on you. Hey, I should mention before. I think your your best one was the Elvis film. Yeah, and you did a pretty good job with um. Hey, Vern, uh, Ernest steals Christmas or whatever it was. Oh, and then Abbott Costello. Yeah, you did a good job with that one yeah, too. I you did, did the right. You do a good job with uh, Kill Killdozer. Yes, I'll never hear but that. Other than way. that, you're doing great switcheroos. Mention Killdozer, and I'll mention the funny joke at the end of Greengrass: The Rushes Out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, well, so we're come back to check us out. We'll be watching the 1929 movie, The Great Gabbo. Yeah. Uh, about a ventriloquist who goes crazy. Uh, so hold your breath, check it out, and we'll be back next week. We'll see you then. Take care. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny. It's it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny. Oh, my turn offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny. Well, let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Hey, Mike Spiegelman.
L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yes, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Clap, clap. With Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Clap, clap. Hello, stinky, stinky guests. I'm I'm glad to be once again back here for yet another week, (laughs) especially because it's the old switcheroo. Oh, yes. uh, This is a special show, this de-stinky guests. We have the old switcheroo here on Let's Watch, a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl is the mastermind behind this thing. He does the theme song. He does the interview. You're going to hear a fantastic celebrity countdown. That's all Carl. Uh, He does the research for all the movies we watch, except today. It's the old switcheroo. (laughs) I have a movie. I researched this movie. Uh, you just heard my theme song. I just ripped off uh, Mickey by Tony Basil. I just had a double clap at the end there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's my, uh, I could do the celebrity countdown. Uh, sure. I've got to interview you. Uh, we could get to that. Oh, God. Uh, no, that's free. Oh, we can't do that to the audience. And what an audience, Carl. Yeah. What an audience we have here on mutinyradio.fm where we stream here every Sunday at Sunday at 2 p.m. Sunday, Sunday at 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. It's 5 o'clock, uh, middle of New Jersey. You're not even like north and south. You're just like, if you put a line across New Jersey. <coughs> Central. Central Jersey? <laughs> there is such a thing. You know, I, I told you my mom was in New York, and uh, someone said, oh, how's things in Jersey? And my mom said, fine, how's things in New York? <laughs> very good very good well we are expanding the globe i'm here uh on california and carl is over in new jersey yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah and uh community radio is here in san francisco and what a great internet radio station it has a lot of great shows for the community here in san francisco and around the world check out muniradio.fm for its lineup yeah. uh <laughs> for its live broadcast you yeah. can also get the feed there you can put it up on your system also you can donate through patreon or through venmo at muni radio we're really glad and they also this this podcast is comes out later sunday night as a podcast drops as a podcast that's why i just said this show this yeah, live yeah. streaming show will also drops live mean streaming first anyway carl what is the movie today okay today we will watch real men 1987. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Real Men 1987. The channel we like is RVVG. RVVG. By the way, RVVG, great channel. The other movie is The Boneyard. <coughs> that's, that's what inspired me. I saw, I was looking for nice guys, found yeah. it, found that RVVG also had The Boneyard. And you remember last week, uh, yes. the Psychotronic? Whoa, what a great review. Yep. Yeah, so uh, I made Carl watch that movie three times, and uh, we'll never mention it again. So <laughs> instead, go ahead, as Carl said, type in Nice Guys 1987 into no, no, your... Real Men, Real Men 1987. Nice Guys. Listen, don't, don't listen to these real men. You want a nice guy. Okay, Real Men, R-E-A-L, <laughs> Men 1987. Uh, click it, look, uh, find the link for search, put in your search engine. Yeah. RVVG. 
And then when you see it, uh, go ahead and click the link, hit pause. And I actually have a request. And, you know, I'm going to do this right now in real time, Carl. I should have mentioned this before the show. Uh Ads will pop up. So what we want to do is that we want to hit play, push the timer all the way towards the end. Okay. And then let it get to the end. And instead of having it autoplay to some stupid video, uh, hit replay and then hit pause. All right. So I have, I found the link. I hit play. I see the UA. I'm pushing my timer. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Ooh, I, I can see the whole movie. Oh, no. Yeah. Ah, yikes. Is a lot of suits. What the hell? And I moved it up to like, I don't know. I'm at 123.57. Wow. And there's the credits. Wow. And the Miles Goodman theme. Okay. Let's go ahead. And there it is. I'm at the end. United Artists. Okay. Okay, pause. Uh-oh, next one's at three. I hit replay, and then I hit pause. Okay, so you hit and replay, and that way yeah. it's the ads. Okay, that's all right. Good. And then move it to left. Now, you said, man, Mike, that's ridiculous. That's a lot of data uh, to do. Too much data, as negative yeah. land would say. So, Carl, we should give uh, one audience take a break. Yeah. Five. Yeah, go have a smoke. Uh, and Figure this out. Carl has a celebrity comedian uh, here in the United States or around the world on internet radio, (laughs) and they're going to do our countdown for you. So when they say go, press go. Right now, you you did that uh, to the end and then hit replay and then hit pause and then move to the zero, zero. And now when you hear go, hit the movie. All right, Carl, take it away. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Johnny Watson. Welcome, Johnny. Wait, that's me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now you've been out there doing stand up a long time. You've been you do you did stuff for Saturday Night Live. I met you at Scotty's, yes. and the, they refer to Scotty's, the management there, uh, as your house. My house. Right. So My this house. is a place to which initiate. What a 2015 you started there when they yeah, started. Yeah. Tell, tell me a little that. bit about the backstory of you and Scotty. Well, I was down at uh, the club in um, Wildwood, New Jersey. It's not there anymore. And the Don Vito is the owner, and it's just uh-huh. an amazing place. And unfortunately, you know, it's not there anymore. He doesn't run it anymore. But um, I was doing a show there, and Gene and L'Oreal happened to be in town, and they came to the show. Uh-huh. And they saw me a couple times there, and they liked me, and we all hit it off. And uh, next thing you know, I was being booked up at the, uh, the coast. Okay, so you're on Netflix right now, yes. and it's a John Lennon film, but it's not a pretty John Lennon film. It's the killing of the John killing Lennon. Killing of John Lennon. Tell me, uh, you know, what do you? I mean, I'm a I, huge fan of that guy, and I'm not a fan of his death. No. So tell me about the film. <laughs> I play. Uh, it's, it's about. It's basically. You know, it's it's kind of like I don't want to use this word, but it's avant garde. You know, okay. It's a, little, it's a lot of a lot of dream sequences, a lot of fast cuts. Mm-hmm. This. But it's about you know the, the, you know Mark David Chapman mm-hmm. who uh, you know and and it's like his story yeah it's his story to God, going that up. skunk gets celebrated uh, he sure I does doesn't he that. doesn't mm-hmm. he it's terrible there was that one with um, uh, Lindsay Lohan and uh, there's been countless yeah, I should know that I'm a big Lindsay Lohan fan oh really you're the one I am the one it's not the 90s anymore I you like know her. that right? I like her I do. 
All right, now you've moved on with film. You've got some things cooking right now, okay? Yes. We're talking about a feature here, and it's called Fly Guys. Yes. Tell us about this one. Fly Guys is a, is a film that uh, myself and John McGurk, we wrote the film. Mm-hmm. And it's about two guys who work at Medieval Times who are okay. big, uh, they're a big fan of a pop band. Okay. And they want to go and they love them. Every, they're obsessed with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they realize by overhearing somebody that if they become flight attendants, they can fly for free anywhere to follow the band. Uh-huh. So that's, you know, and then they go, they go down to the uh, flight academy, you know, the flight attendant academy, and, and all the, the antics yeah, yeah. happen through that. Yeah. Fly guys. Fly guys. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. Now, now, features aren't just what you're doing. You're also involved with the documentary currently. Is it filming? It's called Last in Class. Is no, that it's ongoing? Done. It's, it's done. in the can. It's in the can. Tell us about this documentary. This was a, a documentary, or is a documentary, where uh, the gentleman in charge of it, uh, Tom Parker, Tom Parker, he, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Sorry, Bill. Bill Parker. <laughs> and uh, I will edit. What's his name? Bill Parker. Okay. He, um, he was out to find people who graduated last in their high school class. Uh-huh. And that's you? That was me. I oh was my dead goodness. last. I was dead last in my class. I was, uh, yes, I was that guy. The guy. This is the only time it's a point of pride. You get your own documentary. You know, you know, sometimes, listen, anybody who said I was going to turn out to be a loser, they're wrong. (laughs) Well, they're right, but they're wrong. Depends on how you look at it. That's right, how you look at it. From my comedy seat, you're a bit of a winner. Right, it was the old joke, I I made the top half of the class possible. (laughs) Yeah, if it wasn't for you. It wasn't for me. Somebody ranked above. That's right. So, um... So, yeah, so it's about that, that, that they follow around people who graduated last in their high school class. And because I was a comic, I became a little bit more interesting than the other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, it just basically almost became about me. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's out. That's done and out somewhere. You can find it somewhere, I'm sure, but uh, I don't know exactly. Well, we'll look it up on uh, Google, and that is Last in Class. I also wanted to ask you about the troubles you're having with cancer. Yes. What, what I admire about you is... You you don't uh, shun from it. You embrace it and bring it to the stage. Yeah, well, I mean, I really don't have any choice. I mean, I don't think you have a choice. You cannot talk about no, it. No, but I don't think you have a choice. I don't you have, have a to talk. I about have to it. talk about mm-hmm. it. And, uh, yeah. I mean, is it a coping mechanism or is it just you have to talk about it because that's what's going on in your life? That's what's going on in my life. I don't think it's a coping mechanism. Uh-huh. I, you know, it's funny because it's yet to fully hit me. That I have cancer. It, really? Yes. It's, Holy. I, I look, when I hear and I go to my, my doctors and I hear everything and hear this is going on with this, it's almost like I'm watching it from, like, from your, like, if it was I you. I understand. It's so, You're it's removed. So, I'm so removed from it. Yeah. That it, when I take it to stage and, I, you know, I make it, I mean, it's personal to me, but it doesn't, I don't feel bad or sad mm-hmm. or whatever. I feel like this is material this is about me. Yeah. Uh, people should know about it. I'm not afraid of it. And who knows, you know, as long as it, as long as people like it, you know. Right. I really, that's as long as, it's funny. I mean, as long, you know, it's, for me, it's funny. I like yeah. to be funny. So. Now, I've, I've seen you been be funny at Scotty's many, many times. I just saw you. It was like February 11th and 12th, I think yes. it was. Uh, and you killed. And that material killed. Yeah. So that really speaks to it, yeah. you know. Tell me, Johnny, how can people find you out there oh. on social media, on yes. the internet? Yes. I am 
pretty much all over. If you go to therealjohnnywatson.com, that is my website. Uh, Good Comic is my Instagram. Also, I have another Instagram account, Johnny Watson Comedian mm-hmm. is my uh, other Instagram. Fan Instagram. Yeah, well, who knows? I'm so <laughs> terrible with this stuff. I just merge them all together. Uh, Twitter, Good Comic at Twitter, and Facebook, uh, Good Comic at Facebook. And I have a fan page, but you'll have to look that up. Okay, well, we'll go to therealjohnnywatson.com, and we're going to catch yes. all of that Please stuff. Please do. Now, That's true. You can just link everything. From there, just from hit a there, button. you click. right. I'm an idiot. Perfect. I'm an Perfect. idiot. Perfect. Well, this is true, but no, you're very smart to do it that way. Okay, Johnny, now everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same second we do here in the studio. They're going to press play when we press play. So why don't you go ahead, Johnny Watson, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Here it is. Everybody get your fingers ready. Three, two, one, blast off. All right, United Artists, before it merged, I guess. It was on, well, you know what? It was like bankrupt at that point. 87. I, I, this movie came out and then disappeared. I never knew it came out in the theater. Oh, okay. This is like the most quintessential cable movie I've ever seen. Like if you were lucky to have cable in the 80s, <laughs> if your parents had allowed you to have cable, you would yeah, watch this every day. Two stars in it. Of their day, you know, relatively not yeah, exactly well, uh, A-list. And um Well, yeah. I don't know. John John Ritter, who's gonna be they're gonna do some Mark Twain shit, the Prince and the Palmer. This there he is, but that's not him. He's pillbox. He's a FBI. Right. And, and see you got they look alike. Yeah, but come on, like that's the entire movie in itself. And they <laughs> just throw it away in the first five minutes. This is the weirdest thing I've seen. So in the opening credits. We have a guy who looks like some other character that looks like him. And he's a secret agent and he's walking around Twin Peaks style wearing yeah. a suit and then sitting in the woods. It's Washington, D.C. <clears throat> oh, I got bloodlessly shot. Uh oh, there's Leslie Nielsen look alike. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, we needed pillbox. Don't worry about it. Our computer found a pillbox look alike. Exactly. Happens to be a milk toast suburbish love in the valley. And why don't you get that Jim Belushi guy? Forget it. He's out. He's out of He's control. out of control. He's- Which wait, who do you want? Jim Belushi or James Belushi? I know there's three Belushi brothers. There's John, Jim, and James. Which one do you want? It's James. Yeah. Jim so Belushi he's like he is the only brother, right? Yeah, he's the only brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I would notice a lot of the SNL people had their uh, siblings. They worked together creatively. There was Peter Ackroyd, who passed away re- uh, recently. There's Brian Doyle Murray. Okay, so this is down. This has to be downtown Los Angeles, I hope, like the interior market. I thought it was like Chicago or something. This mm-hmm. music is great. Do, do, do. It's like almost Klezmer. There he is, and he's hamming it up. He's like, hey, it's your sandwich for you. You could hear it in the opening credits. Well, let's hear the music. This is okay. by Miles Goodman. Okay. So you can hear Belushi in the background. You've seen that actor before. <laughs> but that, I think that's an actual butcher. <laughs> okay, well, this guy, here he is, like, scary-looking guy. See, wow, it's haunting. It's like Klesmer, like, it's got f- violins and fiddles and the whole <laughs> McGillicuddy. Uh, 
So I, I dig this music, and there's actually a YouTube uh, clip, five minutes of, of the entire track. <laughs> blink, 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 blink. Wow, that was some spy shit right there. They burnt a communique. Yeah, right. Okay, so they're going to do the drop. Oh, wait, where are you, Carl? Uh, producer Martin Ber Bergman just went away. He gets yanked into the truck. You are way ahead of me. Oh, excuse me. I am pausing. I am pressing play. Okay, I'm at 26. Uh, I'm at 320. I'm at 330 right now. Okay. He just, Belushi just grabbed him in the world's largest interior truck. <laughs> He's like, hey, buddy, I saw you doing some spy stuff when I was doing some spy stuff. Hey, you're a super spy guy. You're J John Belushi. I mean, J James. Jim, 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 Jim. I love you, Salvador. No, no disrespect. Jim. Do you have? Can I get a light? Do you have any weed? <laughs> now you know. I have to say, James Pelusi gets no respect. I love him a lot. Look at this. He's the coolest spy. He's, but it's so stupid what he does. Oh, I just shoved something in your mouth, and I'm holding it over. Oh, gold. Oh, gold. Don't you wish you had the antidote. Come on, Carl. If I did that to you, you'd be fucking kicking me in the groin. There's no way I could shove some whatever in your mouth and do it. Be well, willingly swallow it. We've seen this movie before, and we've seen this scene before. And yeah. earlier when he was like, you can't get that guy. He's out of control. We saw that before. This whole movie is a movie you already saw. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, every... every, every uh scene i've kind of seen before for sure yeah, it's a b movie and jim belushi himself is <clears throat> doing bill murray yeah but you know he was like red heat i guess was his next film uh -huh. the only research i have carl for mr uh james belushi uh -huh. is that i read the synopsis of every episode of according to jim which uh, aired on 2001 to 2008 okay. where he was like a schlubby guy and in the description with a hot wife cheryl and uh he has three kids and he has a crazy brother-in-law named Andy, who I guess has more predominance as the seasons goes on because he shows up in the uh, more and more. Like, you know, they'll have a photo and then a description uh -huh. and there'll be Andy eating like, hey, what's going on, guys? You know, like every scene. Well, look at that. All right. So his car blew up. Are we on there? Well, we start over. Ran up the stairs for me. Yeah. And so this is downtown Los Angeles. Okay. Now, he by the way, his car. Now, let's just put this in perspective. His car blew up. Right. In downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay, so let's keep going. Nothing, nobody blinked an eye. Right. He walked away from it. No cops came and said, hold it there. Wait, yeah, there's no, like, helicopters flying around because the car blew up. Really blew up. Do, 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 do. This kind of reminds me of Super Cops, the uh, way he kind of breaks out the window, like from uh, Gordon Parks. But it's it is very cartoony. This is definitely like a Bugs Bunny world. It's an '80s like children's film with a lot of gunplay. <laughs> so look at this. He found the weird map inside the clock. It is kind of Lynchian. <clears throat> we had the Twin Pinks. <clears throat> so the only uh, information I got are the name of uh, Jim Belushi's strain of weed that he sells in Oregon. Ah, that's important research for the film. Whoa! Yeah. I forgot that. Look what he did. Oh, I know. He's like Spider-Man. So that actually is 
impressive. I said you've seen this whole movie before, but I don't know. That surprised me, right? Well, because it's two things. It's like one, it's in the trailer. So it's like, what the hell is going on? It's like taking that context for this film, how offers you this. Two, he actually did it. Yeah. He actually, I mean, there's no like stunt Belushi in there. No, no. He pushed his weight. He yeah. He did his, yeah. And his uh, gravity, according to him. He moved according to Jim. <laughs> okay. The gravity. Now, there's so much gunplay here. Ray's tying his shoes while they're shooting. And that that uh that city is in the valley, uh huh. And the truck, Tasioma. Uh, I looked it up. Well, my years of living in Los Angeles uh, agrees with you. Yeah, so we know we so we went to I guess the rural parts of Washington D.C. I guess in Virginia. Now we're in uh, Los Angeles. By the way, this is outrageous. So we've both seen this, and I think we're off a couple seconds, but it's all right. Uh, they're gonna bust into a room, and he's gonna be in bed with this girl. There we go. He's actually fucking her. Yeah. And then he shoots her. And she's like, all right. And there it is. There's your tits for this movie. <laughs> you missed it. Yeah, it's like, check. One thing I like about this film is that he is kinky as hell in this movie. Uh-huh. Jim Belushi's character. <clears throat> like, he, he, he goes places. So, you know, he's in a chase. He breaks into a room. He has, I guess, consensual sex. He was enjoying it. Then he <laughs> shoots a gun that she really likes it. Oh, look, he took it. This is so da- look, don't you think it's his twin peaks? Mm-hmm. And he throws it. And this has to be downtown in Los Angeles, I do. He's the spy. Yeah. Hide He'll never forever. get away. Whatever the CIA is doing. You will never get away with it. We will we are Hydra. Hydra <laughs> is plentiful. So there's Blues I Brothers. I am dehydrated. I, <laughs> I the brainwashed. I am dehydra- dehydrated. We got to brainwash them again. Rehydrate them. <laughs> uh, so look, there's the headshot of the perfect slub. So this computer AI found the perfect guy. It's a headshot of John Ritter from 1987. Right, right. It probably is his real headshot. Well, they, the, IR, the IRS, the CIA slash IRS took a photo of John Ritter or Milk Toast Danny Thompson or whatever his name is. <laughs> it's not Millard Connard, that's for sure. Millard Connard. Connard, it's all a ruse. Now, these suits would make Regis film and blush, don't you think? Like, he's got the three-piece, but these are all like, look at the, there's like one kind of color tone going on. Yeah, it's uh, 80s uh, style. Uh, solid colors and, but but not traditional colors. Yeah, you know. So this is a this came out and then didn't do well at all. It, it aired and it it was released in two cities, oh. mm-hmm. and that was it. So it was basically a video release, and it was a huge HBO rerun. And I, there's a YouTube clip of the Cinemax airing it at 10:30, like at Friday at 10 a.m. at 8:30 a.m. And this, you know, pew pew. It's so you know, it's a popular kids movie. Oh, oh. so we missed it there. Yeah, I just saw the milkman. That guy's gonna get punched at the end of the film. It's very, that's it. So there he is. So now it's blue velvet. God, this guy is trying. The director, right? You you saw Elaine directing one movie. It's called Real Men. 
<laughs> from 1987, not to be confused with Burt Lancaster uh-huh. and uh, yeah. uh, Kirk Douglas in Tough Guys from 1987. Not, the not Tough Guys. Not right. the Whoopi Boys, which Don't I thought this. I was hoping to listen. I wanted to see the Whoopi Boys, with, <laughs> and which was a, a straight-to-video movie that, that was really funny. Well, great title. There he is, putting his ducks in his row. Duck. He does not give a duck. He does not give a duck. I think when they shoot the ducks, he has no more ducks to give. Yeah, he's not exactly quacking up. He is dehydrated. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in in the credits, his wife is listed as mom last name. Her first name is mom in this movie. Barbara Berry. Okay. So So it's a descriptive title. Well, so he came home and uh, Bobby or Billy's bike got stolen. Yeah, the bullies next door took it. Yeah, now, this is actually. To I'm gonna. I'm gonna see if I can get the audio. This is my favorite line. There's a lot of great lines in this movie. I mean, this movie you can watch over and over again because just John Ritter is great, and uh, John Ritter and Javaluci are great. Okay, here we go. I don't think we right. the same. I don't know. I don't know if you're synced up, but let me see if I can get it. That bike. I'm at two twenty two. That's Elk Spike. There you go. That's my favorite line. Oh, yes, that's Oak's bike. It looks kind of small for Oak. He goes, yeah, well, Oak likes a small bike. <laughs> that's like a great line. That's a great line. Oak likes a small bike? Come on, man. <laughs> it doesn't make a lick of sense, but in context, you know, it's... <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's Susian. It's fucking Dr. Susian, all right? What are you going to do about it? I'm a bully from an 80s movie. Oh, I accidentally judged you. How? That was it. I'm so sorry. Take take a nap, pal. Now, for my research, Carl, I watched in its entirety on Tubi, uh, John Ritter, Behind Closed Doors, produced by Reels USA with Natalie Morales hosting. And they interviewed Henry Winkler. He was such a dear friend of mine. Who, by the way, they Henry Winkler and Jack Ripper met at the 25th anniversary of ABC television meeting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They were like the number one and number two icons of ABC with Happy Days and Three's Company. Because mm-hmm. Three's Company was what kind of made them. It was all slapstick, yeah, but there was like a lot of titillation. And the the do, you know the documentary, the TV special, talked to Joyce DeWitt and Suzanne Summers. And you know Suzanne Summers wasn't getting paid as much as John Ritter, but people were watching her. Mm-hmm. You know, as as genius as he was in, in that show. And they also had Larry Dallas. Did I ever tell you my impersonation of uh, Larry trying to mug uh, Jack Tripper on Three's Company? <laughs> I'd like to hear it. All right. <laughs> Jack, three stewardess are in the alleyway by the legal beagle right outside the alleyway, 3 a.m. We should go. Regal Beagle. Remember the Regal Beagle? Yes. That was their hangout. Right. And he would always say there was like stewardess or Swedes or uh, right. three of them. There. Whoever rolled into town, that was like the local watering hole, the inn. I went to a bar called the Regal Beagle. 
cool. That's cool. I guess. It was because of the show. I guess it wasn't cool necessarily. Well, you know, he died on September 11th, 2003. September 11th. Oh, yeah. tragic events. Right. Well, he, uh, he, he, he had a, a heart, like an aneurysm, like mm-hmm. a, and it was mistreated. It was considered a heart attack. They treated it as a heart attack. He collapsed. He didn't feel well. He collapsed on stage. Right. It was a hospital across the street at St. Joseph's from the stage. And they went across and they said it was a heart attack. And it winds up it was the wrong uh, uh, diagnosis. And, right. he had a, and he died on the operating table. Okay. And he had, he had a, a brother, I'm sure his brother's still alive, who uh, later went and got checked up and discovered he had the same exact problem that John Ritter had, and he was able to have a, a surgery for it. Right. Okay. So, so that's I just, yeah. bad luck. Uh, yeah, and he's, he was 54, and he had four kids. So it was, uh, it's sad. Uh, so anyway, so it's sad. This, they just introduced each other, and the look at them, like Bob Hope and Bing Cosby, uh, basically, he's saying like, "Hey, I'm from the CIA, Bob." He has this great like draw, Bob. You're going to be an agent, Bob. You're going to be a CIA agent, Bob. Hey, I want you to learn how to pretend you're Bill Murray. You think that's the case? I think he's full on James Belushi in this, taking care of business, James Belushi. Mm-hmm. Come on, okay. right? Hey, Schwarzenegger, what you got? Are you someone Russian? Why are you always Russian? Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't. Know. Well, you know what it is. It reminds me of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where it's Arthur Dent gets badgered by Ford Prefix the entire movie. You know, the entire series. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, all you gotta do is take a gun. What gun, Ford? You know, it's kind of like I, I give respect to this director. He did. Uh, he well, he wrote. He's kind of yeah. for species. Species. Species one. I only know the German scat parody of feces. But no, he, uh, the director of uh, the last film did Species, so... Well, he wrote... This guy wrote it. Oh, oh okay, okay. The director. The he he also wrote Golden Child, which is kind of like a fantasy. Like, you know, it's a kind of a kid's adventure, ultimately. Uh-huh. Like, this guy gets pushed around by this, this magical genie shows up and says, hey, you got to save the world from destruction and talk to aliens. We've all been so, so look, he's, he's building himself on like a nail gun. Right, say, hey, look, there's an assassin in your tree. You know, you would figure it'd be somewhere else. And he's looking through the garage, just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah, well, the banter is good. I mean, that's the thing. I I don't know why you don't like that. You don't Um, think they're funny together? No, I think that Jim Belushi is unbelievable. And like the things he says, I just don't like he's. I don't know how to explain it. He's like such a smart ass and he he's so smug, like he's the smartest guy in the room and he wants you to know that, which means he's the most insecure guy in the room. Hey, that's a great idea. You're already helping us. Everybody knows that's yeah. bullshit spin. Even but he th- doesn't believe it. Oh, but you so you've seen this movie, you know that there's a there's a real effort in this film to make the characters change. So they switch roles a la 21 Jump Street, where, you know, Jim Belushi yeah. becomes the sensitive 
uh, retreatful guy and, and John, John Ritter unwillingly. Uh, like, yeah. I, th- I think they're both assholes in their own right, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I th- think like, you know, John Ritter thinks he's invincible and like, you know, can get away with all this stuff. And Jim Lucian thinks he's invincible and then walks in a room carrying himself off like that. Yeah. You know, like, Hey, you'll never hit me. There's so much running from gunfire in this movie. You know, in bad movie night, when we would watch like a James Bond film, I would always yell miss every time someone shoots and misses. (laughs) So it would be like, miss, 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 miss. Yeah. You should probably shout it all night. I could do that for this film, you know, because none of the bad guys bullets hits them. Look, but on the other hand, look what. He, but on the other hand, look what he's building. He's just got a wire hanger here. This is the last episode of Home Improvement where Tim snaps. Tim Allen <laughs> builds himself a nail gun. Yeah, she said his family. Fuck this neighbor. His neighbor was found nailed dead at age fifty-four. Miss, 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 miss. Hit. No. Oh. There's none. Miss, oh yeah, hit. Yeah. Miss. Oh, you're a little bit ahead of me. Oh, hit the ducks. I'm a little ahead. Yeah. Damn it. Tell me when they blow up the house. Okay. The first time. Uh, I hit the button. Oh, now it explodes. Wait, wait. He's waving his. Hand. I'm at. Uh, I'm at two twenty. Right. I'm at twenty twenty two. Twenty three. Uh, okay. Tell uh, me when you get to 27. Okay. It's like, uh, I, I'm already at 2032. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. I'm still two seconds. <laughs> All right. You keep the time. You're, you're the audience's time. Okay. I'm pretending that I don't understand what's happening. Not, none of the neighbors, the cops have not been called. No, with all those uh, snipers and <laughs> the house front window blowing out and fiery, <laughs> right? I was thinking about like in the nowadays they wouldn't have gunplay because it definitely would not have gunplay, and uh, instead it would be CGI like tigers or like you know people punching each other and throwing them against the like you throw them against the wall, the wall breaks. Oh, you know, jumping out of the way with the flip. Uh, oh shit! I gotta get out. I'm gonna jump off this building. <laughs> you know, like or parkour. Oh, parkour. I'm okay because I hit an awning on the way down. It buffered me. Right. I fell into garbage. Oh right. We're moving yeah, 100 I'm miles weird. per hour. <laughs> so so this gunplay is like of its time. Like I think they had a budget for the. You know they can market this movie. We did see boobies. Uh-huh. We did see gunplay. Uh, and John Ritter, you know, he's pretty great. Okay, time to beat up the two-time guy. I'm sorry, I'm kind of far from you. Uh, tell me your time again. I'm at 22.01. Okay, so I will pause. No, don't pause. You're the, you're the time. I have to catch up with you. Okay. Well, I'm at 11, 12, 13, 14, whatever. Okay, I'm a second behind. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm sticking behind. So I do budget for, well, so John Ritter, you know, it was eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter, which season two was eight simple rules. Right. And they actually carried on after he passed away. Uh huh. They did an episode where it winds up like his character died, the dad died. And it was uh, Casey Seagal and 
uh, the woman from the flight attendant from, uh, you know, who I, from Harley Quinn, uh, who I don't know. Yeah. Big Bang Theory. I don't know her name. I just know uh, her from the HBO stuff. All right. So here we go. This is the, the Big Milkman theory. Yeah. We, we saw him. feeding on you. Yeah. Notice there's like fresh milk. Mm-hmm. All the other dairy is uh, just spoiled milk because the milkman's coming and pounding your wife and bringing milk. And she doesn't drink it because she just, you know, wants to get fucked by the mil- milkman. <laughs> and in 1987, there were still milkmen in the valley. So they must have, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We never had a milkman, did you? I think in Fairlawn they must have been. No, I don't think so. And we never had like a Charlie Chips guy. Who's Charlie Chips? Like an ice cream truck guy? No, it was like a delivery every week of a tin, like a metal tin. And it would be filled with like pretzels or, you know, whatever you ordered, potato chips. Wow. And when I lived down in Heightstown, I think it was Allentown, New Jersey, not Pennsylvania, in which uh, the guy used to get it delivered every week, or the family did. Um, and I think Jim Godish did it, too. Well, it was a thing for a time. Uh, oh, yeah. I, maybe. Well, I remember uh, SNH stamps. We would go to get the center. But yeah. for delivery... Uh, I mean, we get the catalog a lot, but and, and stuff the like that. stamps, and yeah, you would you would look in the catalog, and right? Make and your goals. But then there was Camel Cash, where it was basically the same thing, except you would get like Camel Cash, and you would use it to buy like uh, Joe Camel surfboards or what have you, right? Playing cards. All right. Well, uh, I know I'm a couple of seconds behind, but there is. Uh, have they got to the plot yet? Has Lucy told him to fly yet? No. No. He's running away now. All he's right. saying is like, we've got to get to this spot at a specific time, and you're right. He has one week, so that's her adventure. It kind of—I don't know. It just seems like a self-indulgent boy fantasy. Uh huh. You know, the leprechaun's going to show up, and we're going to go on a magical adventure with uh, unicorns and aliens. I don't know. <laughs> he knocks him in the head. It's also the pound in the head theory. But again, it's just the logic as the Bucks Bunny world is we're in. Yeah, just you're knocked out. It's like you go to a person, you give them the Vulcan neck pinch, you give them the, you know, you turn their button. Like, no harm, no foul. See, like that. If that really happened, it really is a serious knock on the noggin. You know what I mean? Well, no, look at him. He's uh, now he's coming too. It was because you come to like a bright light. All right. So now we're finally out of Los Angeles. I think the budget they did drive across America. There's there's a couple interesting shots. This one's kind of cool. Uh-huh. Where like he goes to a phone booth and it says Las Vegas on the side of the building. It looks like, you know, whatever. They're in the same house. And this is another 80s thing. It's so funny. It's like there's these abandoned houses. Like it's a war zone. Right, right. That's see that a little bit in uh, New Orleans. Where the hurricane was, you see that a little bit in uh, Chicago, like in Watts, just abandoned blocks. Yeah, like here, so that little charming sign says Las Vegas. Oh, he's yeah. calling the house, and they're like, all that bullet stuff is immediately repaced, you know. 
Oh, so yeah. saying that he was in uh, the mental house. Yeah, he's in the loony bin. But, I mean, notice, like, they, they completely bullet-ridden the house, and now, like, next scene, yeah, we got some carpenters, they fix it. But isn't the government paying for it? I thought it was. Well, they did a good job. They must have hired the best. Because <laughs> it looks like an entire new set. Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Belushi. No, no, Jim, Dr. Jim Belushi. And uh, Mr. John Ritter, I don't know. He's gone from three's company to three's a crowd, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> don't, don't call the hospital again. All right, so now it's serious. But, I mean, John Ritter is great. He made a bunch of movies. Mm -hmm. Kind of hero, I guess. Bad Santa. Bad Santa, you know, so he was in Hearts of Fire, which was a TV show with Billy Bob Thornton. And according to the documentary, Billy Bob and John Ritter were good friends. And so he, Billy Bob had John Ritter in mind for Sling Blade, a movie I'll never watch. And uh, why not? I, I, you know, there's okay. only 24 hours in a day. Okay. And, so the, they showed a lot of clips. You know, he plays like a sexually repressed gay guy and uh, with a weird haircut that kind of, I guess, gets slaughtered by Billy Bob. But he got Golden Globe nominations of Glore. This yeah. is my favorite scene, by the way, where he's like, okay, whatever. Right? It's such a white guy rage movie or wish fulfillment fantasy. They get away with everything and it's like, you don't listen to me? Fair enough. I'm going to pour gasoline over the car. It would smell so bad, Carl. Yeah. And like, he's so smug about it. Okay. You want to stay in there? Okay. Like, I'm smarter than you. I know it's going to happen. We okay. can't have a movie without him doing this. Yeah. You know, there's no scene without him pouring gasoline all over the car in the, you know, the deserted Las Vegas suburb. the worst this, car wash this stuff this it would make sense why no cops would come if it's an abandoned like place look at the yeah. water silo i mean it's obviously a movie lot maybe uh-huh uh -huh. or no i'm sure not there we go problem averted he came out now we're gonna get to the storyline and uh it's time with the orange with the pen it's a baseball oh yeah a hammer baseball yeah so he uh again this reminds me a lot like hitchhiker's guy he's saying look there's aliens he's like i don't believe you you know we're all from earth he's like no they gave me a present and it's kind of like bedazzled where it's like it's, the delivery is like something underwhelming uh-huh you know prove it and just gives it so uh, it'll, it'll come up. So that I think is good. But basically, the uh, CIA needs to meet with the aliens in a week. And the person who needs to meet with them has to look like Pillbox. Remember Pillbox yeah. from the first few minutes of the movie? He died. But he died. See, there's proof of aliens. This, this, just, there it is. Take a look. You see that on TV. It says, uh, you know, from your friends far away to Nick. Dear Nick Greek. This fucking bullshit. But that's the joke. I thought it was kind of funny. It reminds me of the Hitchhiker's guy. It's like a bedazzled. Yeah. It's like an yeah. underplayed. But then it goes like, I don't know, into like munchy territory. <laughs> munchy it, territory. It, it takes facts. This movie's like drag dragnet theme song, you know what I mean? Dumb da dum dum. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing I've seen. <laughs> 
It's a funny movie. They're funny. The script oh, is great. great. It's great. Except for this part. Okay, so I'm going to nail a pen into a fucking... I, at this point, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? He had an empty beer can in his back. No, soda can. Cola. Cola. There you go. You see? There's no way I could bang a fucking nail a pen. I'm such a wimp. I don't have the bluesy. And yeah, he says, I saw that in an ad. Yeah, I saw that in a commercial. Right. What commercial, Carl? Commercial. It is? Yeah, they like the pen's indestructible and they would hammer it through. I don't know. It was in the 80s. Uh, I don't remember it very well. Well, it's like uh, the middle of the night kind of TV show. All right. Well, you know what? Like, yep. 1999. Order now. Operators are standing by. Can a pen do what? A pen could slice through a tomato. What? Look at that. Balls in the air. This is probably like, listen, I want my money back. This is not a movie. Oh, never mind. Whoa. Look at this. Whoa. Well, uh, look at Earth technology all the way down. Vermilion. I can't believe I had that. Dish. I sucked that pen up my ass. The thing. Look, none of that is alien technology. It's all planet Earth technology. Well, no, it's spaceship stuff. Spinning around and disappearing is alien technology. Yes, but I mean, look how it has like a we... satellite dish. I mean, that's so Earth. But okay. Well, whatever. Okay, this isn't Dune. You know, <laughs> that's the only special effect we're going to see. Spice. Yeah. You're like, boo, spice. <laughs> Man, I, I went to Dune, the new one, with high uh -huh. hopes, high hopes. I really thought I was going to see an all-tricked-out computer-graphic Dune, like we, you know, the old film. Now, it all takes place on Arrakis, the, dead, the desert planet, all of it, the whole movie. You don't get the sense of this galaxy. Yeah, well, I, there's some other areas. You know, I haven't read the book or seen the first movie, but I have seen the the latest Dune. It's uh, it's it's cool. I like it. I like the those worms. They're awesome. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. So this house in the background that's ported up now doubles as like I don't know everything. This is like uh, the end of the glorious bastard. So it's going to be this is our hangout hideout, right? The old west. Pew pew. No, miss, you. miss, 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 kapow, hit. <laughs> I know, ah, oh. miss, 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 hey, cover me, miss, 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 good thing he was ducking underneath and they were shooting above him. <laughs> right, you see how it goes right through the plaster and such? Oh, yeah. Now look at that car. Now, didn't his trunk blow up beforehand? We want. Well, I mean, this. I think that the gasoline was all over it, and that made it explode just now. Am I right? Yeah. Well, it exploded. The, the trunk exploded first, and then it, the whole car exploded, including the trunk again. Makes sense. <laughs> they must have had an extra car to scrap. They're like, blow it up. Now, of Carl, we both the seen this movie. This, I can't understand a fucking word the negotiator is saying. <laughs> you know, she's great. I think she's great. Is she a Star Trek woman? There's a Star Trek woman. I don't a Star Trek connection. So. I didn't I do the know. research. Okay, so she only shows up for this scene. She's like Bruce Willis in the first five minutes of, this, of the movies on cable. <laughs> TV. 
Mamo, 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 mamo. Mamo, 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 mamo. Incoherent mumbling, Jim Belushi. Incoherent mumbling. I think she does fine in this movie, and I think she probably doesn't enunciate fine, but I can't understand a word. <laughs> she looks like she's smelling something bad. Like <laughs> something stinks. Right. In the room. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable with Jim Belushi in the room. <laughs> you ever seen Hooperman, where he was a San Francisco, John Ritter was like a San Francisco uh, PD? Yeah. No. John Hooperman, SFPD. Is that what, Jim Belushi role? No, he was like, it was two seasons. It was a single camera sitcom from like 1990. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of, it was Stephen Bosco. And I don't know, you know, uh, he did Eight Simple Rules, which was huge. And he unfortunately passed away when he was shooting in the part. But he was Clifford, the big red dog on PBS. Gotcha. He was the voice. Mm Mm-hmm. You know how like Martin Short is like the voice of Dr. Seuss? Yeah, like I remember Clifford would uh he'd go <laughs> he would uh like someone would come in there, he would be like Woinks! Zoinks or well, something. Yeah, well his his owner would, would come in and his human would say like who stepped on the house? <laughs> and uh Clifford would say ruh row. Ruh row yeah he was a bad dog bad dog well you know there's what we could do is negotiate so they're in an abandoned building look he gives this job i love it do you don't think this is like the road two movies like bob hope Look, I'll see you later, old timer. Pressure outside with guns a blazing. This lady walks in. And suddenly, the tension is completely broken. It, well, it is bad. This so they're going to go in and uh, negotiate in the other room of an abandoned house that was boarded up that they just shot. Uh-huh. Like, what kind of neighborhood do they live in or, or at? Do you have an abandoned house next to you where you know you <laughs> could shoot up and then fuck? <laughs> no. like, this is like a teenager's paradise. <laughs> I would go here and party. But yeah, man, you could shoot guns and fuck. But there'd be no, like, running water, and there would be no electricity. Speaking of, did you bring any bottled water? No. Is this your sandwich? We gotta get out of here. There's, like, no squ- no one's squatting in this house. That, that, no that, refrigeration. There's no... Uh, no refrigeration. Well, actually, they don't need heat, right? It's L.A.? No, this is not LA. They're they're going on a road trip to Washington DC. They're, I think they're in Las yeah. Vegas. They're still oh, in Las yes, Vegas. Yes, yes, yes. I should have I should have right known that. So the, he goes, You smoke? Only after sex, Bob. <laughs> but how much do you smoke? I smoke a pack a day, Bob. Ha 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 ha. It's just no no, it doesn't it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. You would figure that in. There's a tag. There's more. <laughs> so you should quit, I'll kill you. Now nah, it just makes me really sore. <laughs> right, right. Because right, he's yeah. fucking 20 times a day. <laughs> it's just not believable. But don't you think it's funny, though? Like, good dialogue, and it's just kind of amusing. Pow, pow, she miss, 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 miss. No, because it's so braggy. I just don't like his character, you know? He's like, you know, smug, smug, swarmy. You Wasn't know? there? Yeah. 
There's a you know the guy who wrote Clockers, I guess Richard Price or whatever. I, he he had a book. I don't even I can't even think of the author. That but his Spike book, Lee joint. That was yeah. I think that was one of. Uh, I think he did another directed another. Well, John okay. was shooting with his finger, right? Right, right. It's not believable Look, that he would so, think that it was working. Well, he goes pow to a guy in suburbia, albeit like a shootout. And the guy goes, oh, and he backs into a tree that just so happens to have a limb sticking out like that. Yeah. And without seeing it, it fatally, uh, bloodlessly goes into his back. You know, it's a cartoon, I guess. Mike, if you went bang to someone and they killed over and died, would you say to yourself, my goodness, I have the power... If I saw an alien uh, pen take a baseball up the sky and it happens the first time and I'm John Ritter, of course I'll be like, pow, 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 pow. John Ritter, they're all selling it. This movie's great because they sell it. Okay. It's really stupid. Well, all right, not great, but it's <laughs> dumb, but they sell it. Also, okay. this phone booth is like bulletproof in some places and not, I need the 50 cents, Bob. So he walks in there, miss, 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 cover me, Bob, miss, 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 miss. All right, here we go. This looks like a, a stunt man's father. You know, my son is Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I did stunts for movies in the 80s. Ah, here's your 50 cents. Oh, there's my 50 cents, Bob. Well, Smug is all right, but oh, so this novel he wrote was about a guy who, like, I think he was just wanted to be a comedian or an actor, and he just he's in his 40s, and he has another job. He's a bartender, and he's not going to make it. And then there's another story of this guy who says, like, he gets held up, and he goes, not tonight. And the guy just shoots him. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, it's this smug kind of, like, cavalier, like, kind of privilege. Like, you just say something catty, you get away. It's the reality. There's someone with a gun. Yeah. I wish I could remember it. Oh, well. This is not a book podcast. I'm not accountable for bringing up books. No, no, you're not. A, it's not a book podcast, and therefore you're not expected to be an expert. I know that uh, John Ritter's father was Tex Ritter, the cowboy singer and movie star, and his mm -hmm. mom was actress Doris, uh, Doris Fay. I saw that on Reels. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so one thing I got to say is that a lot of his friends spoke up to him in this, in this TV special, and Peter Devonovich... You know, the, uh, the director and television personality and uh, kind of like, you know, famous guy. I actually saw him in the Grove give a speech. I walked by. Uh -huh. uh, but but he, he, he's famous for The Last Picture Show, this movie. And John Ritter, like, auditioned in the 70s, and he didn't give him the role. But he gave him tons of roles later. Nickelodeon. There's a movie called They All Laughed, which had his girlfriend, Dorothy Stratham, in there. Okay. She actually got killed in real life and became a movie star 80. So but Peter Devon is like, you know, John Rear was really nice to me and really nice to Dorothy, and I really appreciate that. And noises off the play, John Rear falls down, Pratt falls down a staircase. And that's a Peter Devonovich movie. And in Eight Simple Rules, Peter Devonovich shows up uh, in a cameo on the show with okay. uh, Henry Winkler and uh, Larry Diller. Uh, Miller, Larry Miller. All good friends, of, you know. But Billy Bob and uh, John Ritter were friends, I guess, and uh, according to the documentary, and Bad Santa was a Billy Bob, John Ritter jam, Sling Blade was, Hearts of Fire, the TV show. <laughs> Is that your uh, Sling Blade? Yes, sir. I reckon 
I reckon <laughs> that I heard it done been put that way. Why do I want to? I would rather watch this movie again than watch that. Really? I watch a lot of bad. Billy, I'm telling you, Billy Bob Thornton directed a lot of bad movies. Waking up in Reno, Daddy and, and me. Well, wasn't that like his first movie? Like yeah. the one Rokum? Well, you know, like it was a Miramax hit, and then Miramax like had his movies and held his movies and buried his films, and you know, uh, he's a good guy. I guess. I mean, like I like him as an actor, and I, I like you know Jane Mansfield's Car. He did a movie about the the car being on sideshows and and uh county fairs exhibit you know mm-hmm. <laughs> okay we're gonna go to the safest place i don't know where in the united states it looks kind of like um now i know her face i don't know what she's ever been in but we know her well the other woman that we're gonna meet in a second is ilsa she played ilsa she wolf of the nazi movies Oh, okay. Okay. She was like the 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 dominatrix. Look, she was on the sitcom. What was she on? Oh, I have no clue, Carl. All right. I know there's only six actors in this movie. Well, she was like them. on like um, gosh, she was the mom on something like Screech's mom or some crap. Right. Well, I do know that the background was in uh, a sitcom. Oh. Yeah, I think that was the. A different no, I don't know. Everybody loves Raymond. Yes, everyone loves Raymond House. That's the street. That's the that's the parents' house. No, it's not. No, it's not. So this is weird. So he's a family man. Do you remember that in the beginning of the movie? He has mom and two kids. So this woman comes down and fucking max on him, like point blank. Yeah, doesn't say a word. Gives him, looks him over. And just goes for it. And he doesn't turn her away. He doesn't say, oh, I'm a married man. I can't. I have two what, kids. What, 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 what? Are you a guy? It's titillating. You know, it is titillating. This movie is weird. So he's kissing like he's like, yeah, all right. Well, okay, fair enough. So he Any goes for guy, it. Some there girl walks up right away and starts doing it. You don't think that's creepy? His reaction isn't like, oh, my. I didn't ask for it. Uh oh. What? Goodness, you have a married mom, you know. Look how great John Ritter is. John Ritter is so great. You bet. Belushi's great. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, girl. Keep going. Belushi is not great. Look, he's like, Dad. Talentless. Dad, I'm not believable. This line is great. He's like, can you believe it? You know, just went went for it. Just hopped on a plane, went to flew to Sweden. Wait, and that's a woman in real life. Yeah, it's so a woman in John, real life. It's not actually. Yeah, so James Belushi really just grabbed a woman's tit on it's the film. It's supposed to be his, you know. Dad. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying in the real world, we just yeah, saw. Yeah, Elsa's tit. Manhandle. Yeah, Elsa's tit. He wouldn't manhandle the uh, transgender doctor. He grabbed the tits. But maybe Hong it was Hong. called for I love it. He just because he just fly. He decided to take a flight and fly to fly to Sweden. Here he is, <laughs> and now suddenly this gay panic, this transphobic panic hits. Transphobic. It is. No, it's but funny. transphobic means that you're afraid that uh-huh. you're transphobic. Therefore, you have an angry reaction to things that are transphobic. Oh, all right. Well, whatever the term. It's not like uh-huh. I mispronounced the word before. Okay. 
Yeah, I know what you're talking about. She must be Screech's mom. Screech, today's photo day. Right, stuff like that. Yeah. I, I don't know that it was that show, but it was that level of show. Like, you know her face, right? Well, so now he's completely disgusted. It's it kind of, and he also says he's a, he's a veteran. It's coming up. There we go. Da 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 da. I don't know why I did the Confederate theme song for uh, right there, but so yeah, you know, nineteen eighty. He can't even touch, can't even touch her finger. Like a second ago, he was kissing her. It makes no sense. Like as it a character, totally makes sense. A second ago, he was kissing a woman. And then he discovered you were kissing a man. So he's like, I wasn't kissing a man. What? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? It reminds me of that dear, unfortunate scene in Family Guy where uh, the dog uh, sleeps with a woman to only discover uh, it was Quagmire's dad. And he throws <laughs> up like for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, no, it's just a meaning. It's bad. Yeah. It's stupid. But this one, I mean, like he was all positive. Got to give him up. Look how bad their car is. They're on the milk crates. Did you know John Ritter was in Hollywood Square uh, dating game when no. he was a teenager? Cool. So someone could have dated like a teenage John Ritter. Do you think all the, the contestants on dating game were teenagers? Uh, no. I think uh, I saw clips of like Farrah Fawcett and um, I know you have too. Uh, people would go on to be famous. Well, he uh, he was in uh, he went to Hollywood High in uh, in Los Angeles area, I guess in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and it's famous. And so did Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy Kimmel was in this documentary. He cried when he announced uh-huh. to John Ritter, but he grew up, you know. So there's a mural, there's a famous mural in Hollywood High School where it's like all the people who went to like it was uh, Julie Garland as as Dorothy as their heads. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel was able to win and commission Happy Pies. This, this comes in play later. <laughs> yeah. And cola, but Happy Pies. Happy Pies. I like cola. Like, I, if I ever Happy had a Bo coffee, I'd like to do something like that. Yeah, I would too. I, I think that's great. You know, and I also like just watching, like, this is what the 80s uh, gas station or liquor store looked like. You know. Oh. So everything he said is in the National Enquirer. It's definitely 80s gas station, right? The National Enquirer. Yeah, well, the jokes really like that, too. They found the aliens thing. This is actually a funny scene in which he's trying to gesture to it. I know. Oh, so I love this is my favorite scene. So look, they must have shot this in Texas. There's the Texas thing. Oh, no, there's the sign. Now they're in Oklahoma. That was the border. So Hollywood High, that's what I was talking about. Uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel commissioned to get a mural of John Ritter painted on the high school after his death. And it's not just his head on the top part of the, above the windows of part of the high school. It's on the other side of the building. It's an entire mural of John Ritter uh, opening up the curtains, you know, like coming out of the curtains uh, and looking at pointing to the heads around the corner. And it's their high, the high school is like right around the corner from the Jimmy Kimmel uh, Theater, mm-hmm. the El Capitan in Hollywood. El Capitan. El Capitan. I am the El Capitan. Your brother gave me a little tour of those studios once. That was very kind. He did when he worked in Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. 
Oh, that good for Adam. I was there. I was there opening night. It was great. Cool. Yeah. I saw um, Ben Stein. Okay. From Win Ben Stein's Money. It was fun. It was cool. I'm it's, so boring. I like this show. Okay. So now just the this is not north by northwest we didn't like turn and like we're not watching the alfred hitchcock right now they're no. just in a cornfield so this <clears> is now not children the border of oklahoma and texas right they're at the border right but I, would, I think i am even more bored than <laughs> i am bored than the border of yeah. oklahoma and texas i am even border i thought that was a nice shot can't you like this movie why can't you like this movie carl Okay. It's a cult movie, Carl. Everyone okay. loves this movie. I can like it. It's just I just don't like the character of Jim Belushi. I just never will. I love Jim R John Ritter. He is hilarious. Right. I don't know. I never got this. Jim Belushi gave him this code, and he's like, I don't it's know what this map. means. It's the map. The map where so they have to meet these aliens. They have two choices, right? So they can either go for the big gun. Right. Which will destroy the earth, but they'll aim it at Russia and take care of those Russians. Hence the parody. Or they could do the big package. Both of both phallic terms. Uh, where they could clean up the toxic mess that was spilled into the water. And we only have five days. This this is such a specific dispute. They have exactly five days to ask an alien yeah. to reverse it. Because if it's past five days, then the, the world is doomed. So why and, would you ever want the big gun if we're going to be dead anyway? Get it? Well, you would you would destroy your enemy first, even though it annihilates everyone. <laughs> but the only way you could get to this alien is that someone has to look like John Ritter, like Pillbox, mm -hmm. the first, and he has to carry a glass of water. How can I can't believe you, Bob? Yeah, he's kind of smoking like this. It's kind of like, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. It's like an S&M relationship. Well, he like flips it on Jim Belushi and Jim Belushi just takes it. It's it's actually a little interesting. Well, I like the there... humble Jim Belushi. Well, you, have you ever smoked his weed? There's Blues Brothers. Right. There's Uncle never... Jack's. Okay. Uh, there's uh, Belushi's secret stash. This is Belushi's farm. Mm -hmm. Again, unavailable in California and New Jersey. Unavailable in San Francisco. Let me see well, I never had his weed. Well, let's see. I have a list of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jim Belushi. Belushi. Okay, here we go. So Belushi's secret stash is a line of cannabis flowers. Yeah, let me go. Uh, from Belushi's farm, sold to select dispensaries in Oregon. Oregon, okay. All right, so premium sun-grown gentries are cultivated, uh, then harvested and cured by a core seven-person team uh, and or Seven person okay. team on performer activist Jim Belushi's ninety-three acre farm. Activist? Yeah, it was performer slash activist is one word. What has he done? Well, he was on a reality show called Building Belushi, where he built a house and a in a cabin. He built a cabin house, and then he was in Growing Belushi, where he grows mm -hmm. marijuana. 
So those are two things that are activists, right? He was on a real two reality shows at least. Mm-hmm. All right. So the secret stash is Blue Diamond OG, no Black Diamond OG, Blue Dragon, Crippler, Snowman Cookies, Chocolate Hashberry, uh, Jeffrey Iverson's award-winning uh, Nilif Wafers. By the way, the parentheses. Yeah. The smoke that brought you into the business. Oh, we got to stop. I'm sorry. This is it. This is the big moment. This is what everyone loves about this movie. Now, they are traveling cross-country, as you can tell from the production there in Arizona, and they have to get a, a glass to hold the water, and it has to have the presidential seal, and it's under the dumpster. Right? Very Hitchhiker's Guide. Very they, David Lynch. Keep it. I don't know. No he it. Right. No one expects it under the dumpster in an alleyway. Oh, but here we go. Who are those clowns? Those clowns. There it is. Holy shit, clown attack. This is the best part of the movie. There is a funny part later when he's going to hit a clown and he was at a party. He just had a party. He was entertaining at a party. He's talking about like, oh, you know, these are fake CIA's bad clowns. Yeah, they're fake. They're CIA. They're hiding as clowns and they've gone rogue. They're bad clowns. And then it says new math. I don't know. This is some conspiracy shit. There was a YouTube video of this guy saying, you see the CIA, you know, they think you're, they tell you you're a secret agent and then they lie, but you are, but then they lie again. It's all because of this scene. It's a, it's a script. It's a fake movie. It's like, we got to create some kind of something for the next 10 minutes in this alleyway. Well, let's hire some clowns. And the clowns are great. They definitely are a high point. So basically, yeah, these clowns are kind of sneaking in and Belushi uh, convinces Ritter that he's a secret agent from Russia all along and don't worry about it. Yeah. And, you know, he gets knocked the shit out by a clown and Belushi does his wacky smug shit and all the clowns are down and he wakes up and he lies to him. He says, you're not. And according to the video I saw, I said, see, they lie. It gaslights you about the gaslight. <laughs> and, you know, that type of thing. I don't know. It was... Uh, there's some good videos. You know, it was fun to look at videos. There was a show called The Last 10 Minutes where these two guys watched The Last 10 Minutes. I, I didn't watch it because, you know, we're doing the same thing, but right, it's cool. Every You know, sometimes it's nice to go on YouTube, look at other stuff. Yeah, Last research. 10 Minutes. That's a pretty good book. Oh, so by the way, one of the uh, uh, weed that he sells, it's like Jack's Choice. You know, Dr. Jack, you know, if you want more history about the guy who cultivated this, click here. But it calls like uh, the smells. It smells like SNL. Is <laughs> <laughs> what it says on the website. That's the only research I did for Jim Belushi. I was like, "What kind? What's up with his weed?" So he has bubble mint, purple lights, purple pineapple, Afghani uh, lemon. This is only in Oregon at, at dispensaries, or uh, I don't know, outdoors. Where does he live in Oregon? Yeah, he's got his own 93-acre uh, pot farm. He's growing lemon chiffon cake, lemon GPG kush, grapefruit kush, lemon cedo. Oh, pre-98, pre-98 boba kush. That's my favorite. It really is good. There is a difference. The post-98 boba kush is not as good. Hey, guys, let's take it easy. No punching in the nuts. Punches them in the nuts. Yeah, he's a little Jason's, you know, Sudeikis in this. <laughs> He's smug. 
I didn't want to sign up for these clowns. We brought clowns into this movie, and now we're making jokes about being clowns in this movie. Oh, now he gets, he comes to. Oh, no, no, he lies down with a gun in his back. Ouch. Pichu. Ritter has, like, he sticks his gun in his pants, too. Hey, what happened, guy? What? And he, he says, like, you don't point him towards your junk or something. Yeah, that's right. You'll pee funny or something. Look, yeah, you're right. They're wearing a black. See, he's wearing a black shirt and he's wearing a white shirt. The bad guy, good guy. And wow, or they're chefs, or cowboys, or lounge singers. I can't figure out these shirts they're wearing. Yeah, you know the comedian David Cross. Yeah. Well, he does a a bit about how horrible Jim Belushi is. Oh really? Yeah, you just YouTube it. You'll see. It's 